what it, when somebody asks you to describe Johnny Gale, it's just like, you know, he's a, mag, a human magnet personified. Everybody just gravitates towards him. Crazy, infectious smiles, such a good energy. He had a love for life that was so amazing to see. No matter what the situation was, whether it was uh, like a negative situation, like he would always find the positive. He was incapable of being negative, which is a very, very rare trait. Always such an inspiration in life, such a joy to be around. This was a guy that you could not ignore ever. He drew everybody in together at once. That infectious laugh of his. Every time, no matter what mood I was in, you just, you couldn't help yourself but, but feel better. Not a mean bone in his body. It's just rare to find. This endearing spirit, the larger-than-life persona. He had enough confidence, probably for hundreds of thousands of people. That was just kind of the type of person that Johnny was. He always tried to build up everyone's spirit. Everyone says pretty much you know, the same thing about Johnny because it's true. On December 12th, 2018, at the age of 29, Jonathan Gale was tragically taken from us. Johnny was an unforgettable person even if you met him only once. The outgoing personality, the great smile, the big laugh. How could you not love the guy? But in talking to some of the people closest to him and reflecting on what made Johnny, Johnny, the thing that I loved about him the most was his ability to truly connect with people, to listen and to care and to love, to always be present no matter what. I first met John on one of his first days at Sportsnet. I can't recall for sure, but it was either his first or second day on the job. I trained a good number of people as a broadcast associate, but I'll always remember Johnny specifically because you could see such an excitement in his eye. It was a Saturday night. I showed him how to piece together a highlight pack from a Leafs Red Wings game. Little did I know at the time, though, how much I'd laugh in the future at his impression of the then Red Wings head coach. In the coming months, he would call me his mentor, But in reality, I looked up to Johnny so much more than he ever realized. We became friends in and away from work, attended baseball games and basketball games together. He came to my wedding and was definitely an MVP candidate of that event. I'll never forget sharing in one of the best moments of my life, dancing the horror, sitting in that chair high in the air, and no one more excited than Johnny Gale. His Mike Babcock and Dwayne Casey impressions were so good they were scary. His laugh, unmistakable. His spirit, inspiring. I remember the last time I saw him. We were watching a Raptors game, having a drink, and he struck up a conversation with these three guys next to us. I'd say they were passionate fans, but not necessarily the most knowledgeable. But still, Johnny gave them so much of his time, listened, and laughed. And they loved him. He connected with them right away. What you're about to hear are some of the stories and memories shared by his family and closest friends. I want to apologize to the people who I couldn't speak to for this. John had such a massive reach and so many friends and loved ones that I feel like I could be interviewing people for eternity and still miss some guy that he met on the subway and struck up a conversation with and they went out for a drink after. Yes, Johnny actually did this kind of stuff. To those listening who did know him, I hope you enjoy. To those who didn't, I want you to know that the world is a better place for having Johnny in it. First up is his brother, Justin Gale. 
I feel like a lot of people are going to, you know, all the stories you're going to hear about him are going to be, you know, he was amazing. He changed people's lives. He changed people's lives. He lit up a room. He's bigger than life. And it's true. All those are actually true. But um, as a brother, I I feel like the, the, the necessary way for me to remember him as a real person is enjoying the um, him being stupid, him being the, you know, him just being a goof, him being late for everything. I when I when I see when I see those like when I remember those really uh, you know not so great times. He becomes a, a real person, like much more real than than if he was just you know perfect and, and amazing in every way. One story is um, he came to me. He was so excited because he he basically like scammed this uh, this guy outside of the Sky Dome, outside of Rogers Center. The way he tells the story, he said, um, uh, he said, oh, I got, uh, uh, how much for that, for that Jose Batista picture? And the guy said, oh, it was $12. And he's like, nah, man, come on, make it 10, make it 10. He's like, no, I'm not doing for 10. He's like, come on, come on, 10. He's like, all right, all right, 10. And then my brother pauses and goes, all right, how about eight? He's like, no, I'm not doing eight. No way. He's like, all right, all right, I'm just going to go. He's like, okay, 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 fine, eight. And then another pause, and then my brother says, seven. He's like, no. No, I'm not doing seven. And my brother was like, watch the walk. And he starts walking away. And the guy's like, okay, 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 come back, come on. We'll do it for seven. And then my brother reaches in his pocket and hands this guy a $5 bill and just stares in his eyes as he does it. And I tell you, like, I wasn't there, but him telling that story just cracked me up so much. Another story uh, of him just being a, a goof is um, – uh, he again. This is him telling the story, but uh, he was he was at a um, he was at a basketball tournament. I think it was in Chicago, and he sees Billy Blanks, the guy who made Tybo. And so he sees him coming at in, get, trying to get into a cab. He's buying a hot dog on a hot dog stand. Uh, so he has a hot dog in one hand, and he has a he has a uh, like a coke in the other. And he's you know this is not the Tybo. Uh, He's not the type of way, but he's he's doing anyways. He's getting to a cab. My brother stops him. He's like, "Oh, Billy Blanks, my aunt is such a big fan of yours. Uh, she she uh, she took your tapes and she, it's changed her life. I want to thank you so much." And he reaches out and like gives the guy uh, you know a handshake. And Billy Blanks is like putting down the drink and trying to like move stuff so he can reach his hand out and shake his hand. And he's telling me the story, and I'm like, "I who who does?" Like what? What? Which one of our aunts does Tybo? And he's like, no one does. <laughs> no one does Tybo. No one even knows who Billy Blanks is in our family. He just wanted to give this guy a good feeling. Like even when he was being kind of a you know a, a silly, he wanted to give people, uh, make people feel good about themselves. Billy Blanks went into the taxi cab with his hot dog, and he's probably not feeling great that he had the hot dog, but he felt great that he changed someone's life, even if that person didn't <laughs> didn't really exist. <laughs> so um, those are a couple of stories. Um, I just, um, yeah, I just miss him. I am uh, Michael Patika, and I'm a childhood friend of Johnny and Gales. So the first time I met Johnny, we were on the same soccer team. We were... 10 years old and everyone on the soccer team kind of knew somebody already from school or they already played with each other and I was pretty much an outsider and um, one day I'm at home and I guess you could say I didn't really have a normal 
a normal thing where a lot of people like guys have friends where they play on the same street or whatnot. My elementary school is very far away. So all my friends lived far away and I was in the process of going to a new elementary school. And uh, one day I get a, a knock on the door and it was uh, John and Johnny and my mom, all I hear is my mom so excited. And she's like, Mike, like a, your friend from soccer's here, which was, I had no friends in soccer. So it was a little bit weird. And then, um, um, it was Johnny came upstairs, and that's where my um, video games were, N64. We just talked briefly. I was like, do you want to play video games? I put, on, um, I put on a wrestling video game, WCW NWO Revenge. Johnny and I instantly clicked because of all wrestling fans know it's very hard to have someone on your level of uh, an obsession with wrestling, and that's what kind of every wrestling fan is. It's, you don't get it unless, unless you're a fan. And I went from being on an outsider to pretty much instantly everyone kind of accepting me. Going to a new school, and Johnny was actually, it was a brand new elementary school. And again, it was a similar situation. Pretty much everyone knew somebody because it was all everyone that lived around that area. So Johnny knew everyone. Everyone knew him. And it was just one of those things where instantly included me. And it went from one of those things of being worried to not being worried. And it just kind of shows you that the character that Johnny was, everyone has amazing stories of Johnny, but it shows you that at a young age, he really took somebody that he didn't know. And what I mean, but when I mean like he took, like it wasn't like he just included me in things. It was uh, like a brotherhood that lasted forever. You know, we're talking almost 20 years and it was, it was something that always stuck with me. You know, it was something that I would never forget. And Johnny, you could say, broke me out of my shell. And like I said, good bad times, bad times. We were always with each other. And, you know, right to the, you know, right to his, you know, our, the last time that me, me and him spent each other, we were in LA recently. And we were hanging out, good old times, like kids, reminiscing. And my girlfriend and her friend were coming back from the club late night. And Johnny's the one that's, you know, I think a lot of people would say this. He's a, you know, he's not necessarily the most responsible guy, but in a funny way though. But um, <laughs> for some, Johnny, you know, me and him had such a good trust of one another that he knew that I was lacking so much sleep because I was staying up all night and just everything. And we were at an Airbnb, so we need to let my girlfriend in. And both nights I fell asleep and Johnny, t- my girlfriend was losing it. She was so mad calling me, but Johnny stayed up. And anyone that knows Johnny, a lot of people are going to talk. For him to stay up and do this, the people are probably going to be like, wow. that's." Uh, I know people that know him will say that's incredible that he did that. And he, something that could have been a nightmare for me, he, <laughs> that's, just, that's just who he was for, you know, to so many people. And especially, especially with me. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to miss him but I know he'll always be there. My name's uh, Nick McPherson. I've known Johnny since the ninth grade. Uh, I met him through uh, our, one of our best friends, Tay, jo- Tay McMahon. And uh, yeah, we've just been best friends ever since. And uh, I have nothing but hilarious stories and positive memories of Johnny Gale. Um, I said that already on the news when they reported, when they wanted me to you know, say a little piece on Johnny and... Yeah, you know, obviously this is a sad time, but when I look back on all, on all the memories, it's nothing but jokes and great stories. So, yeah, I just remember Johnny as this, this outgoing, wrestling-loving guy. We'd always just bonded through wrestling and sports. 
we were co-captains of the basketball team in the 10th grade and that's when we really bonded and got to know each other and ever since then we've kind of been inseparable and always kept in touch and always you know up until you know last week and I've always been a big supporter and I always believed that at one time at one day he would eventually you know get that big break and I'd see him on TV and I'd be like that's my guy and you know it, it sucks that that'll never happen but you know I've just based on all the outpouring of feedback and you know love he's gotten his legacy will never die so you know it's a positive I can take from this when somebody asks you to describe Johnny Gale it's just like you know he's a, mag- a human magnet personified everybody just gravitates towards him and you know you just every he's the life of the party if if, if something's weak if, if you're at a, having a bad time or you know you're not you're somewhere and it's kind of, you know, blah, and then Jonathan Gill walks in that room, you know, the whole vibe and the whole mood changes, and, you know, everybody has a smile on their face, and he impacted a lot of people's lives. I noticed that I, there's the amount of people's lives that guy's impacted, I had no idea how far his reach was. I don't think he knew how far, how many peop, people's lives he's impacted, and, you know, I'm going to miss him, but I, I'm glad I have a lot of good times to look back on with a lot of good people, so... I think that's all I have to say about Johnny Gill. I think everything will more or less speak for itself. Uh, my name's Chris Morrison, and uh, Johnny Gale was my tag team partner throughout uh, everything, really. Um, I, I don't even remember the first time I met him, but I do remember crossing paths with him one night when I was leaving Sportsnet at uh, 1.30 in the morning, and this was back when I was doing Aftermath. I don't know why he was walking into work on a Monday night at 1.30 in the morning, but whatever, man. I guess that was Johnny. And anyways, I think what had happened was uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon had done something on Monday Night Raw that had both both had us buzzing, and uh, we were holding up traffic talking about this. And it was at that point where I thought to myself, you know what, we're going to be a man down on Aftermath this week, and I think this guy would be a perfect fit. And, and he came on, and he absolutely knocked it out of the park, and he made an impact right away. And right away, the whole country of Canada... If you were watching Aftermath that day, you were introduced to the Black Triple H. I spent a lot of time with Johnny uh, professionally, and uh, I wanted that guy with me everywhere I went. Because everywhere I went, I knew I could trust him, and he would be my rock when I wasn't sure about myself 100%. Maybe my confidence was shaken. He had enough confidence, probably for hundreds of thousands of people but uh, definitely enough for me and he eventually we both wound up at super kicked which is a local promotion here in toronto he reached so many people he made such an impact that super kicked gave him the 10 bell salute had all the performers come out on stage just like you would watch on monday night raw and, and they rang the bell and at the end of the night retired the king of the six championship which is equal to the intercontinental championship in wwe and they renamed the title the johnny gale the tournament to win the title they renamed it the johnny gale king of the six championship tournament it's unfortunate this man had to pass away because i wish he was alive to see his impact and I, I can only imagine his reaction in heaven right now, knowing that he got a 10-bell salute and that a, turn, a wrestling tournament has been named in his honor. 
Uh, it's just uh, it's unfortunate that it had to happen, but at least at least like there's a positive out of it if there is a positive in this whole thing because I know all of us are hurting and uh, like maybe it's more of a silver lining, but I know all of us are hurting and uh, we all miss this guy, and I miss this guy. He's my tag team partner. I just uh, I love the guy and I wish I could tell him I loved him and I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss the times where we would be on commentary. And he would be saying something, and then I would interject with some sort of like quick witty line, and just to make him laugh and smile. And he would reach out with his big old paw and like crush my like collarbone. And like his laugh was just freaking amazing, man. It was, it was f- always from the like what is it, like a belly laugh or something. It was always right from the belly, right from the gut. And you know he meant it, and his smile, everything. I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna miss standing next to that guy, and um, and doing that job with him. Cause uh, and I know too. That was the other thing too with with uh, with Super Kicked is I know professionally, that was probably the top of the top. I know that that was his passion. Super Kick, getting in the ring, cutting a wrestling promo, strutting around, you know, being the man. That was his, that's what he loved. And that, so I, I, I'm at least if there's a silver lining again, if you're going to leave this earth way too early, uh, at least you left an impact on the industry that you loved and you did something you loved, which was being involved in professional wrestling. So my name is Javon Griffith. Uh, I worked with John at Sportsnet and uh, I've got a million great Johnny Gale stories, but I think my favorite one by far uh, is the night of uh, February 16th or 14th, 2016. Uh, it was All-Star Weekend in Toronto. We went to uh, we went to a club called La Vie to watch the Travis Scott concert. And uh, so the, the in-house DJ is playing music, and we're all kind of vibing, and, you know, we're all anticipating Travis Scott coming out to do the show. And... Uh, so the music stops, and the DJ gets on the mic, and he says, you know, I read to inform everybody, but uh, Travis Scott won't be performing tonight due to circumstances beyond our control. And, uh, you know, they offered the, the refunds and all that, and people are booing and throwing cups, and I'm dodging, like, beer cups. People are, like, really upset. And, uh, and in the midst of all that, I noticed this big, this big guy just kind of like trying to calm the crowd down. And I get closer and it's Johnny Gale, you know, and he's telling everybody, guys, guys, it's all good. Like, no need to be upset. Like, let's, let's find the positive in the situation, you know? And he drops down and he starts doing push-ups. <laughs> and he must have did like 50 push-ups. And the whole time he's, he's trying to, you know, get people to, to not be so upset. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of looks at him like, you know, he's right, like, and everybody's counting each push-up he does and whatever. <laughs> and he finally finishes his push-ups, gets up, and he sees me and wraps me in, like, the biggest, like, bear hug, tells me he loves me. <laughs> but, but, that was, but that was Johnny Gale, you know? Like, no matter what the situation was, whether it was, uh, like, a negative situation, like, he would always find the positive in it. And uh, that's one of my favorite memories of Johnny Gill.
Brad Kennedy worked with John at Sportsnet and was eventually instrumental in helping John get hired at TSN. Here he is with his memories of John. Because truthfully, almost every interaction I had with John was, was memorable. And, um, I'm not just saying that. You know, he had this, this endearing spirit, like larger-than-life persona about him that was, it was so unique. Um, I think it's it's often kind of cliche to say that someone has has an aura about them, but John, like John, really did. Um, for a guy that was, you know, so large in physical stature, he was he was such a gentle spirit, uh, just a really a really graceful human being. And I think, uh, you know, like a lot of people, um, I instantly bonded with him when I when I first met John at Sportsnet. Um, you know, I worked in the industry a little bit longer than he had, so. A lot of our early conversations consisted of career advice and, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I think John confided in me uh, in the early going of his working career. And I think what, what came as a result of of those discussions was just, you know, how much he really taught me about myself. I was never really the, the kind of person who was confident or comfortable enough to speak about the dreams or aspirations I had. Um, you know, the more I got to know John, the more I was really able to let my guard down and, and kind of speak candidly about him or about my, my future with him. John was amazing in that sense, you know, like he was someone that, that spoke so openly uh, you know, about what he envisioned for himself. Uh, and he, he taught me that, you know, by kind of opening up and, and articulating what, what I envisioned for myself, what I desired, it, it would have an enormously positive impact on me, and I, and I think it did. Uh, you know, we'd always bicker about, about hip-hop music, uh, whether it was something as simple as that or something far more personal, like the dreams we had. Uh, you know, there was never really a discussion that that was that I couldn't have with him. <sighs> the most recent memories I'll have of John are, are, are such great ones. Uh, you know, when, when he told me he was interested in coming over to TSN, uh, you know, in the five plus years I worked there, that was the only time I ever felt inclined to, to really kick down the, the door of my boss's office and say, you know, the company needs this person. And, you know, he, I'm so glad I did because he made such an immediate impact on so many people. He just had that, that effect on people where he would take the time to get to know you on a personal level. You know, he inquired about what your passions were, what your dreams were, and over time, he built that a lasting relationship that was that was centered on trust. John was a great man. He, he was. He was a, a beautiful spirit. He brought out, you know, brought the best out in people. Um, like I said, he just had the most endearing and compassionate soul. Just forever grateful for those those personal conversations. The hilarious impersonations that he used to do to, just to get a rise out of you. Most importantly, what uh, you know, what John taught taught me about myself. Uh, I'll forever, I'll forever miss him. Well, my name is Alicia Joy. Um, I met John when he started working at TSN. We ended up sitting beside each other. I think one of his first shifts and we just hit it off. Like we had so much stuff in common. I mean, from that moment. When I mean, the first time he came in the room, he got this like crazy infectious smile, such a good energy, and immediately you just knew like this guy was 
was really special. And, um, you know, after a while, we hung out all the time, and uh, he liked to call us the squad. So there was a group of us from TSN, Dwayne, Rachel, Sarita, and myself. And he'd always, you know, he loved getting together with all of us. So he would always say, like, you know, Alicia, you're our captain, my captain. you got to get the squad together. So we'd always plan, like, a lot of fun things to do. There's just so many things you can say about John. It's not often in, in a lifetime that you get the chance to meet somebody so unbelievable, so genuine, so happy. I mean, you could go to work on a weekend and, you know, no one loves to work weekends. But as soon as John came in, you just hear his voice and see his smile. And I mean, you just sit there and laugh the whole time. And everyone who knows John knows how how special his laugh is. It is like it would just get you like rolling on the floor. And also, I think I've talked to a few of my friends about this. He always laughed like at everything we said. So he in turn made us feel like we were probably the funniest people on earth. Like so I always find like, you know, what he's taught me anyways is to to just be the kindest person to take time for everybody, you know, whether you're a good friend with them or not. He always did that and you know, he brightened so many people's day just by, by being him and just by being so inclusive with everybody. I game this year and he didn't really know my other group of friends too well. He went in there and I swear everybody afterwards just like, I love John. Oh my God, John's the best. Johnny Gale. We got to, uh, we have to see John again. And, and we we're at the game and, you know, we were cheering. We weren't being obnoxious or anything, just normal sports cheering for, for the Jays. And I remember these people in front of us, and we were in the nosebleed. So he was, these people were like, you guys got to quiet down. And I remember him saying, if you, like, if you guys want quiet, I suggest you go to a library. And that's like, that pretty much sums up John, like just this big, gentle giant and an absolute heart of gold. You know, if John listening and, uh, you know, watching over us, I want him to know that he's had a huge impact on all of our lives. It's like a person, like he'll be part of the squad forever. And, uh, and you know, it's not every day you can say that about people, but he's, he's going to be obviously dearly missed, but I feel like he's going to be with us forever. And uh, every day, if you can approach your life like John approached his and, and showed us how to from his own actions, then I think, you know, you're going to live an absolutely full life just like he did. So my name is Giorgio Foligari, a.k.a. Gio. Uh, we met Johnny and I in 1995. Back in the day in recess, I saw a little guy, skinny little bones, running around on recess, commentating while he played, which was the number one uh, sort of marker for Johnny. Johnny always played and commentated at the same time. So this is a beautiful talent that he had. He would be passing the ball, calling the pass, shooting the ball, calling the shot, calling the subs, even though we were recess. Um, he was the number one commentator slash athlete that recess ever saw. This was a guy that you could not ignore ever. And the second you saw him, you knew that he was going to be your friend, no matter what. He drew everybody in together at once. It didn't matter if you were uh, 
tall, short, wide, fat, from any type of culture, any type of background, rich, poor, Johnny brought you together, especially at recess. And we continued our friendship up until, uh, up until his death, which was, um, which was a rough thing to, to take, right? Obviously, everybody knew Johnny. Everybody heard of Johnny. Everybody could hear Johnny. So it doesn't even matter if you uh, worked with him, lived with him, walked around his vicinity. You knew who he was. You, you understood what he was. But he maintained such an incredible uh, profile with everybody, no matter what. You know, you were the bus driver, and Johnny walked on. He would acknowledge you, and he would, no matter what, ask you how your day was going. And uh, he, would, he would truthfully care about you. Um, as I got to know Johnny from, you know, little adolescence age, Johnny didn't change whatsoever. He was the same guy every time. He would be present during the moment, no matter what situation. He was there, present every time. Eye contact and reactions were there. He was truly one of a kind, a true member of the family, no matter which family you were from. It's up to us now to live his legacy and to continue his legacy and to continue the traits that he instilled in all of us. Johnny always smiled. Johnny always cared every single time he spoke to you. And that is something that I'll carry with me forever. And that is something that I hope to instill in the offspring that I have one day. Rest in peace, Johnny. I love you, my friend. Mark for Joni. I grew up with Johnny G. He lived on my street. He lived off Summercrest. I was on Pine Bow. It was about a 20 meter walk. Um, and yeah, we just grew up together together, uh, playing soccer, basketball. His mom was a wonderful person. She still is a wonderful person. Um, and you can just see the type of family he came from. What a sweet, sweet uh, family. His, his brother, Justin, beautiful man. Um, you can just see how he was raised, and you can see it through him. Uh, what a beautiful person he was. Always smiling, always, always lighting up a room. Um, there was no negative points with him. Not a, not a mean bone in his body. It's just rare to find. Um, knowing Johnny growing up, uh, <laughs> he just made everyone feel so comfortable around him, and. He made up songs for students and teachers. Unbelievable guy. Uh, and we got to sing a, a song recently when I saw him, and I'd like to sing that song right now. It was for Mr. Reed. Mr. Reed, Mr. Reed, Mr. Glenn, Glenn Reed. As a kid, to make that up is just heart of gold with talent. And JG, I know you're listening, brother. I love you so much. Rest in peace. Watch over me. And I'll see you soon. So my name is John Sapanitas, and I knew John, John G. John G. He was always John G to me. I know that you guys call him Johnny G, but he was always John G to me. And I remember he'd walk in, and I'd see him. Our eyes would connect, and his eyes, and I go, John G. And he'd go, Sapsi. And then he'd he'd freestyle some ridiculous, stupid rap lyric, like, John G and Sapsi in the place to be, sports day where you want to be. And I would say, and that's the worst thing I've ever heard. And then he'd let out that huge laugh that we all know and love. 
but I'll just tell you what I'll miss the most. I mean, I'll miss the most of him. I know he hadn't worked here for a while, but when he was here and I'd see him, I would just wheel up behind him and just jump on his back. And I'd be John G. And I would just continuously slap that tree that he called a bicep. And can just slap it, John G. And I'd, I'd try to move him with my hugs and, and you know, try to rattle him a bit. And he, he'd play the sport. And since he left Sportsnet, what the other thing I'll miss is just the random texts. And he came over to my house to watch some football. Couple, couple months. Uh, I'd say maybe September, October. And he was just excited about a bunch of stuff that was going on. And he was a bit here and there. And I just thought to myself, I'd say give it a year or two, where he can apply his passion into, or all of his energies into two or three or four passions in his life. And when that clicks and that happens, he was going to be unstoppable. He was going to be the brightest star. He was the brightest star to us. And I just, I think about it now, I get choked up. I, I, I miss him so much. You're not going to come across a guy like that very often, if ever, in your life. Just a guy, you know, cliches, but they're true, right? His smile lit up the room. His laugh filled the room. One of the, the one of the better guys I've ever met in my life, and I I just miss him so much. I always will. Hey, I'm Brendan Dunlop. I first met Johnny at Sportsnet in the fall of 2013, and one of the first things he said to me was, "Hey, love the footy show. You think Spurs are gonna win the title?" I laughed at him because I don't think I ever met anyone who cared that much about Spurs, and they had no chance. Uh, but then I, I never met anyone like Johnny. You know, there really was nobody like him. He was incapable of being negative, which is a very, very rare trait in our industry. He, uh, he really was the best person to be around at work. But it was through soccer that we became the closest. We first met at one of Christian Jack's charity soccer tournaments, and I'd never seen a fridge with legs before. He was just incredible. He was wearing a double XL, and it was the tightest thing in the world on him. And he was uh, so nimble with the ball. We played soccer for a few seasons, co-ed league, and everyone loved when he would come around because they'd also never seen a man of that physique so nimble with the ball at his feet. He was like a ballerina. Uh, not the best finisher, but he, he certainly loved playing, and he, he was the, the best person to play with. And that's where the nickname Shoulders came from. We got it on the back of a jersey for our co-ed league team, and he never wore that shirt because his shoulders couldn't fit through a knockoff double XL from overseas. But And everyone who heard that nickname for the first time reacted the exact same way. They paused and went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, fitting nickname. That's how I'll remember him shoulders hey it's eric cohen and um this is very hard for me to do because john gale was uh well in in my mind the guy was a legend i've worked in the media for 20 years and i've never encountered anyone like johnny gale we met a few years back uh at first it was our mutual love of wrestling um when i was at the score I used to work on uh, on the Aftermath show occasionally. Johnny was the same. He he did the uh, Aftermath on television, and uh, he was uh, he was known as the Black Triple H. I loved him on that show. And then when Johnny came to uh, work with me over at TSN, we immediately bonded and clicked. And um, you know what, what made Johnny special was that you know he would always know what to say when you were having a bad day. He was he, he brought you up no matter where you were. The guy was nothing but positive energy. Uh, he had a love for life that was so amazing to see. Um, a few months ago, Johnny came to me 
and asked me if I'd be interested in working with a couple of his childhood friends and doing a podcast together. And uh, immediately I was uh, I was thrilled to be able to see Johnny every week and, and do a show with him. Johnny hosted our podcast called The Glass Half Full. Uh, it was a football show we did together, and we had so much fun. We taped it every Wednesday, and before and after the stories we would share about what we were doing that week and uh, Johnny always talking me up and telling me no matter what I was going through that everything was going to be okay and always uh, always there for me. It didn't matter what I was dealing with. Johnny would be nothing but a positive influence, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we really had a great time together. He was a very close friend and someone who I will uh, always remember as being just the most positive guy I met in the media, and that's that's a span of 20 years. So that's something that I'll always remember about Johnny, his smile, his laughter, and his uh, his love for life. Johnny, you'll be missed. You were uh, a great guy, a great friend. You had so much potential, and um, it's very, very hard for me to say goodbye. But uh, just remember, Johnny, um, rest in peace, and always, always know the effect you had on myself and so many people. And uh, we love you, Johnny. Uh, my name is Jordan Coffey, and I'm a content manager at TSN. I worked with John for the last few years and uh, hung out on a personal level a bit outside of work, which was, uh, which was great to see him and uh, get to know the type of person he was outside of work. Uh, obviously, as most people know, John's super great guy, uh, very loving compassionate, friendly, always came into work with a smile on his face and had a great attitude. And uh, we used to rib each other a bit. He's a Titans fan and I'm a big Patriots fan. And just recently, you know, with, with the Titans beating, beating the Pats, it was, it was, we had a couple of good laughs, kind of ribbed each other back and forth. I actually put him on to Dion Lewis last year in our fantasy pool. And uh, John ended up winning the championship. So we would always, chat about that it was it was good times and uh like a great great guy great presence and um i can't say enough about about him yeah my name is uh matt plantamura i knew him from my uh sister melissa plantamura she you know she was with him for a better part of 10 years you know johnny was basically part of my family i knew him for a long time he was at my wedding party about six months ago um you know we've been to so many places together mexico vegas uh you know uh, disney world florida we had some great great memories and he, you know the guy was always kind of there for me and at the end of the day um you know this is kind of a shock to all of us but at the end of the day you know i i, I know he's looking down on all of us and you know he'd want us to be strong and 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 you know just remember the good times that we all had with him, right? I mean, Johnny was always the type of guy to to make you laugh. I mean, no matter what <laughs> mood you were in, Johnny was there and he would, you know, say something funny or he had this contagious laugh that every time, no matter what mood I was in, he, he you know, you just, you can't help yourself but, but feel better. You know, it doesn't feel real sometimes looking back that, you know, he's actually gone. But, I mean, I think the whole world, especially, like, everybody who knew him, he affected everybody in in, in a big way or a little way. It doesn't matter. Everybody's affected by Johnny, and um, uh, we're all going to miss him a lot. It's it's hard to, you know, sit here and, and think that he's not going to be a part of our lives moving forward because we're all, you know, 
most of us are, are very young still and, and, you know, we have the rest of our lives to look forward to and, you know, and, and the fact that he's not going to be a part of it, you know, I think kills all of us inside a little bit. And, uh, but I know he'll always be remembered by each and every one of us, you know, always have a part in all of our hearts. Uh, you know, all I got to say is I'm, I'm going to miss you, brother. And, uh, you know, I'll hear that contagious laugh of yours again soon. Hi, my name is Giancarlo. I met Johnny for the first time in grade five. We didn't go to the same elementary school, but we played, uh, we met through soccer. We ended up going to the same high school, uh, same university. And, you know, I've pretty much known Johnny for a good, I'd say 18 years or so. And Johnny was most certainly the person that was always the center of attention, but, you know, in the right way. He he never spoke ill of anyone. He always ensured that everybody around him felt included. They felt comfortable. And everyone says pretty much, you know, the same thing about Johnny because it's true. He had a great personality. He was always smiling. You know, even when he was going through some tough times, whether it was based on his career or other things, he kind of looked at that, those moments as opportunities for him to grow and learn from rather than viewing it as being challenges and that was a really really great quality that johnny possessed and he actually he he inspired me in many ways um because of that you know because of how eager he was to make turn really turn his dreams into a reality and he was doing it he really he really was doing it you know i guess on a to end on somewhat of a great story um in high school both myself johnny uh james and jordan we there was a tag team feud that went on and uh nikki mack was generally usually the referee or the manager and uh for a good two years there we would have sporadic wrestling matches in the hallways and johnny would sometimes cut promos in the hall and he would be calling myself out or my tag team partner and we would you know word traveled fast and we would sometimes even leave class you know and meet up with them in the hall or in like you know the grand foyer and we would just we would go to town for like we would legitimately have a wrestling match for a good 15 to 20 minutes and uh you could you could get you could find this footage on youtube actually if you if you type in wrestling meets school halls you can see it. You see, Jordan, we've been talking and you've been talking a lot, but finally the day comes down to it. It's judgment day. And when your ass gets knocked down on that ground, one, two, three, it's going to be us raining over you, McMahon. You'll catch some suplexes, some, you know, some heavy clotheslines. I brought a chair at one point. Johnny brought fake blood. And um, you'll... Since a young age, he, he always had a great character and personality, and uh, that never changed. So uh, he will forever be missed and never forgotten. Um, and, you know, I th Nicky Mack really, he's, he made a great point. I, I don't really know how, if he knew how far his reach was, but he most certainly had a positive impact on a lot of people. So, um, I'll most definitely be missing Johnny for the remainder of my life. It's Timmy, Timmy G. Johnny, a great friend, 
since high school. Uh, he know he was recently at my wedding three months ago, and uh, he told me like how much he he how much he was blessed to be there because you know I lost my parents uh, previous to my wedding, and it was very hard for me. And you know he felt that, and he felt the energy, and he was just a great person. And uh, he he reached out to me and saying that was like such a great experience for him and he felt very blessed to be there and he felt the love in the room and Johnny thank you so much for all the good times and I really appreciate it man I love you uh, my name is Kevin Mickey and I knew John through work at Sportsnets and then uh, we just became buds outside of work as well I primarily got to know John through working but then through a shared set of interests, as a lot of people do, but uh, John actually, he really got me back into professional wrestling. I was a huge fan growing up, kind of got out of it, then I came back here, and Gail's passion for pro wrestling, it just spread as, like, wildfire for me. His passion for wrestling made me a more passionate fan. It got me back into it, as with everything else in his life, whatever he was passionate for, I mean it's so easy to feel the same way because he's just so energetic about things and you just can't help but really start liking or f thinking about the same things that he loves. So it helped get me back into wrestling. And then uh, in turn, Gail was doing a podcast with Sportsnet called Top Turnbuckle and he said that I should come on the podcast one time. I came on and we started doing it regularly together alongside another guy that we worked with, Chris Morrison. And it was absolutely incredible because, first of all, we just got to uh, really just shoot the breeze and talk about wrestling. But second of all, Gail helped get me into that medium. He helped get me into different avenues that I want to continue pursuing for work. So just through him being such an awesome dude, as everybody knows he is, he helped introduce a whole nother side of a career path for me potentially and uh, that's still progressing to this day so and it's it's funny the one of the last time that I saw him was we were actually at a professional wrestling event I got these free tickets to a show that was in Toronto and uh, I messaged Gail and he was playing soccer and then he just said no no you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna get out right away and we're, we're gonna go together and it was Absolutely amazing. Gail was in fine form. Uh, we had a couple beers together, and then, of course, he was the loudest guy there, screaming at everybody. We ran into uh, Curtis Granderson, uh, formerly of the Blue Jays, was there, along with Joe Biagini, and I said to Gail, I said, look, there's Curtis Granderson. And I wasn't going to say anything, but then Gail being Gail, he goes, Curtis, my man! And we went up and kind of shot the breeze with Curtis Granderson a little bit, and uh, who just couldn't have been a nicer guy. And then, obviously, we talked for a while because Gail was just a super nice dude as well so it, you know it's it's funny the people you talk to you, you kind of through Gail because of his personality because of what a nice guy he was because of his approachability you talk to so many more people and I'm glad that I'm, I was with Gail that night to kind of just have that memory of uh, talking to Curtis Granderson randomly that's just one of so many memories that I have of John Gale who just was always such an inspiration in life, such a joy to be around, and just a dude who I will just miss so, so friggin' much. Uh, I love that guy. Love Johnny Gale. My name is uh, Jimmy Almanis, and uh, I worked with Johnny 
basically his whole career here at Sportsnet. I was here on his first day when he started, and I was here, unfortunately, on his last day when he left. Uh, and what I remember about Johnny, I mean, besides the obvious, right? He was such a sweet kid, and he had that infectious laugh of his. And the one thing I remember most about Johnny is whenever you told him something and he didn't, you know, believe you or you thought it was, you know, uh, un, you know, it just unbelievable. He'd always be like, oh, stop it stop it that was like his that was like his line right it's like no stop it stop it and you know i just i just always thought it was funny and i'd always mimic him about it and he would just laugh that 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 infectious laugh of his and you know i would also do uh, an impression of his mom that he really loved because you know as you know he was a caribbean kid so i always did an, an impression like when his mom got mad at him he would you know she would say something like boy stop being so stupid and he would just laugh and laugh and laugh she's like yeah you know that's how he, that's how she says it that's how she says it like yeah i kind of figured you know that's how she did it but the thing is i want to you know you you meet a lot of people in life some good some bad but with Johnny, he's one of those few, like, beautiful souls that if you're lucky enough to meet in your lifetime, you know, you, you remember it. And that's, that's what I'm going to remember most about Johnny. My name is Terry Delicato. I knew Johnny G from Sportsnet. We worked together for several years. And I also knew John outside of the office when we decided to move into a place together downtown Toronto. While John was still commuting from home, I was living downtown. I had my own place and he used to come over all the time. Always loved hanging out with me downtown and I think I kind of sparked his interest in moving to the city. And I was really happy that we were able to to find a place together and in, enjoy one year uh, together. He was the most positive, upbeat person I think I've ever met and never really got into any fights. I don't think we ever got into one fight and we lived together for a year and we're both not that clean. So <laughs> I guess we found similar ground on that. Obviously we both shared a deep passion for sports. He was a soccer player. He was a basketball player. I was a soccer player. I was a basketball player. We found common ground really fast. He also Grew up with a lot of Italian friends and had a very sweet Italian girlfriend. And I'm 100% Italian, so we clicked on so many levels. Uh, the, the phrase brother from another mother is used a lot, but really Johnny was my brother from another mother. One time he was clipping an OHL game, and clipping over here is putting together a highlight pack for it. And he comes up to me and says, I've got something special for you. You're going to love this. you got to put it in the highlight pack. He shows me where this little piece of sound that he clipped was, and I go and pull it up, and it's a announcer commentating and describing the name Andrew Mangiapani. And the commentator says, if you know the Italiano, it means eat bread, Mangiapani. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I loved that he recognized that I would love it. We made that highlight pack, and... Months later, I was telling the story around the dinner table in my family outing, and it turns out that Mangiapani is actually a local boy and from my hometown, and my sister taught him in high school. What a story to bring it all back to Johnny G. And he knew that I would love that piece of sound, and I did, and it's something that will 
stay with me forever. When John left Sportsnet, he didn't get really a chance to say goodbye to everyone, at least in a formal setting. And the day of or the next day, he he sent me an email to my personal address. And I have a, a bit of that that I'll share with you, but mainly because I want to deliver the message that he said at the end and why it breaks my heart to deliver that message. He said he's going to miss everyone, mainly because of the people in the highlight zone. So the people I'm writing this to had my back. I know great things will happen to those people if they have the same mentality that I did. That's the only way we can go from here up. To all my colleagues that have helped me in any way, cutting packs, helping me with one of my crazy ideas, thank you. This isn't the end. We are just starting. Unfortunately, you know, John didn't get to reach his full potential. He was moving on to big things. Everyone knew that. So my heart breaks that he can't continue in this business because of how good and talented he was. But uh, Johnny G will always be a brother to me. I'll always remember him in the same vein. Smile on his face. There was a soccer field right beside our place. And I can't tell you the confidence that I would have walking up to that field when it was me and Johnny. We would take on anybody. We were so confident we loved to get involved. We loved just the beautiful play. It wasn't really about winning or losing. It was just about going out there, having a good time, and, and playing quality soccer or quality basketball. It was always a great competitor, someone you'd love to be on the field with, someone you'd love to, sh- to be on a team with. And I enjoyed every moment I had with Johnny. I'll, we'll remember him forever. And like I said, he's my brother from another mother. Long live Johnny G. Uh, This is Melissa Plantamura. I was Johnny's girlfriend for about 10 years. Um, I met Johnny when I was 17 years old and we had um, a great relationship. He was my best friend before anything else. We confided in each other in a lot of things in every facet of our lives. Um, My greatest memory of Johnny, there were so many great memories, but if I had to choose one just to show the kind of person that he is. I remember a few years into our relationship when I uh, was told by the doctor that I had to have open heart surgery. Uh, John and I were going through, I guess, a little bit of a rough patch in our relationship. And as soon as I told him, everything else didn't matter. Uh, Johnny put everything else aside and was there for me. From the moment I told him, um, over the course of the year that I had to go through everything, and um, he was by my side in the hospital, talking me through it, bringing me ice cream texting me every second of the day to make sure that I was happy, smiling, and that I was okay, and telling me that after it was all over, that we would travel together like we always talked about. And the first thing we did as soon as we recovered was go to Boston and see uh, the Blue Jays at Fenway Park. And I remember him looking at me in the stands when we were there and said, see, Mel, you did it. And you did it all by yourself. And I looked at him and I said, no, Johnny, I couldn't have done it without you. And that was just kind of the type of person that Johnny was. He always tried to build up everyone's spirit. He had faith that everything was going to go on no matter what the circumstance was. And he always knew that everything was going to be okay. It didn't matter. He knew that everything happened for a reason. And it was all to just build us into stronger people. And we continued the rest of the six or seven years of our relationship building happy memories like that and traveling around the world and 
touching, he was able to touch so many people's lives around the world and unfortunately it was an incident that just happened recently like this for him to see down from heaven how many people, people's lives he's touched and how many phone calls and messages that I and all of his friends and families have received just showing how great of a person he was and I'll take that positivity with me every day and just try and be a better person for him because he was the best person that I've ever known. I miss you, Johnny, and I'll always love you.